Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome to the program. Episode 7. How about that? I'm uh, I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. I uh, remain grateful that you have continued to tune in. And hopefully I've extended this invitation to you uh, as we have... Uh, launched this show. I, I need your help. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, if the topicality is uh, interesting to you, please do me this favor. Let your friends know about this show. Let your children and your uh, co-workers know. Let them know there's a new show here on KSL and we're trying to be uh, energetic. We're trying to cram in as much information uh, and thought and opinion as we possibly can. We have a wonderful staff here uh, supporting me. Uh, Amy leading the charge as producer. We have today uh, a a show for you that I think will live up to to what we're trying to do. We, of course, uh, are going to have to talk about impeachment a little bit. Last night there was some history made. I'll tell you, I was sitting in, in my uh, in my new little apartment with my wife and new baby girl, who are home and healthy, by the way. You, you heard me over the past couple of days giving these brief little updates. Uh, we had a little bit of a fever scare with the new baby, and you know the doctors tell you when they're young, you need to take that stuff seriously. And so we had them checked out by the folks up at Primary Children's Hospital. Uh, they did some tests and some observation and uh, at the end of the day all has been uh, deemed well and a good bill of health has been issued and mom and babe are at home anyway uh, we the three of us the last night and the cat we have a cat uh, the four of us we sat in front of the tv last night and watched uh, history unfold we watched as the articles were debated and finished and ultimately uh, a vote cast. And as you know, uh, mostly along party lines that vote was cast. There are a few exceptions. Uh, we're going to get into the impeachment. We're going to get into what uh, could possibly happen next. I think we made some assumptions uh, yesterday that afterwards, after the dust had settled a bit and we took a step back and started thinking and realizing what exactly was possible for the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, we realized that, you know, the a trial in the Senate while historically and constitutionally is what could possibly happen next and what has happened next in the in the past in the case of uh, President Clinton uh, and, and before that, we know that we have since learned that that's not necessarily a foregone conclusion. There are a lot of procedural uh, things that take place when a, a, an article is introduced or rather when a resolution is introduced into the House. It's uh, debated and voted upon. That has all happened uh, so far and we've witnessed that. But the next step is for that House passed resolution to then be transmitted over to the Senate. That's a thing uh, or that's a, 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 a portion of the process which is reserved for the Speaker of the House to execute. It is under her authority that these articles of impeachment, the resolution containing the articles of impeachment, be uh, remitted over to the Senate. And as far as I can tell, 
it's not necessarily a requirement that uh, that be that this document be handed over to the Senate for consideration. And they can't on their own uh, commence a trial. There are, of course, instances where legislation is introduced in the House and even passed in the House and the speaker in consultation with House leadership, decides not to send it to the Senate. So there is, uh, in the conventional sense, as we examine other bits of legislation, there is precedent for this. Anyway, we're going to ju- we're going to dive into that in the next segment. I'm going to welcome, of course, Boyd Matheson, an expert on, on all things political. He a former uh, uh, chief of staff in the Senate. He is currently the host of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Also, the opinion editor at the Deseret News. He's a big shot. He's a smart man. He'll join us in the next segment, and we're going to talk a bit more about this impeachment to what transpired but I, i'll tell you what if you uh, are if you're sick and tired of impeachment i'll uh, i'll ask you to just be patient uh, listen to the duration of this segment the next segment and then as the show continues we have much much more we're going to talk about uh, an immigration bill out of the office of senator mike lee dealing with uh, high-tech skilled workers and what that might mean for utah and the businesses that are finding uh, their new homes here in in utah silicon slopes and all these high-tech smart folks um we later on uh this comes from a press release we got just before we went on the air from the university of utah they have hired a security officer a chief security officer in fact the first uh in the university's uh history we know uh, unfortunately the great tragedy that befell the family of laura mccleskey uh well we know that the university then took some steps to right its ship and to do some things that would make the campus a more secure environment uh, for the students, faculty, and visitors of uh, the university. Anyway, one of those such steps is the hiring of a chief safety officer. Uh, This safety officer is going to come to us from New York City. Uh, former employee of New York University, uh, he, he will join us uh, in the two o'clock hour. We're going to tell us some of his plans for the University of Utah and some of the things that he plans to implement to ensure the safety of the students, faculty, and visitors uh, of this great university. Later on in the program, uh, we're also going to speak to a demographer. What's a demographer? Uh, well, you know about demographics. Someone who dedicates themselves to the study of demographics will join us uh, here in the program. The story deals with, it's something I read in the Deseret News, the story deals with the birth rate here in the state of Utah. And uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, excluding uh, immigration, so excluding folks coming to our state from other states. So if you look at simply the birth rate and the death rate, uh, for the first time in a long time, the birth rate is uh, not keeping pace with the death rate. That means very basically that uh, the rate of people dying in the in the state of Utah that decreases the population, and then the birth rate on top of that is not making up that difference. So uh, we do have people who are moving here to the state, and that's leading to great growth here. Uh, but it's, it's very interesting that here in the state of Utah, the birth rate is declining. I, th- there are some factors that we're going to discuss uh, with um, <clears throat> Pamela Perlich. She's from the University of, of Utah, the Chem Gardner Policy Institute. She's going to try to explain to us why this is the case, what may have led to it. And I'm going to share some of my own experiences because I think when you hear her explanation, uh, some of it might sound familiar. There was some great fear uh, about uh, having children and growing a family and generally taking upon ourselves and our family's uh, financial burden following the uh, what the Great Recession of 2007 and 2008. And so folks in that era or who grow up through that era, uh, you, you, you might be a little hesitant uh, when 
maybe your financial situation was proven to be a little more precarious than we would all like. And I'll admit that I uh, became a little gun shy after the the Great Recession. I can remember uh, how how tough it was uh, and how much suffering and sadness I saw uh, in terms of economics uh, in some of my friends and family members even. And so you, you get uh, you get a little hesitant to. Uh, take on debt or take on expense, and one of the one of the guesses here from the Gardner Institute is that maybe uh, that led to some of us to have fewer kids or to have them later in life. And anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, also, later on, we're going to talk about Boy Scouts. You know, uh, and have been hearing for a long time that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints and the Boy Scouts of America are in the process of uh, of leaving one another. Uh, there's been a split. the The church will no longer sponsor uh, troops. I uh, will tell you, I was a Boy Scout uh, in a church sponsored uh, troop when I was growing up. Uh, I got a lot of greatness, uh, or I learned a lot of great things from my experiences there. Uh, but as we've learned over the past year or so, uh, a split is coming, and uh, that will take place uh, January one of this coming year. Well, we're going to talk to a friend of mine. He's a, a big shot leader in Boy Scouts. If there's something you could have done in Boy Scouts, he has done. It. I'm going to tell you a personal story of mine, uh, and then uh, we're going to hear some of his thoughts uh, as the church and the Boy Scouts of America, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the Boy Scouts of America part ways at the beginning of this next year. And then uh, there's some cool stuff on uh, KSL Television tonight. We're going to get a preview of that. Looking forward to it. Brittany Glass, a reporter over there, investigative reporter, is going to tell us about a parking garage. Uh, uh, <laughs> that might not sound too exciting, but she and I had a conversation this morning, and there is a lot more to it uh, than simply a parking garage. Listen, in the next segment, as I told you, Boyd Matheson is going to join me here in studio. We're going to talk about impeachment. We're going to talk about some of the new interesting things that are being considered. What's possible after the House has now impeached the president of the United States. We'll find out next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.